Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions, so for coverage of the game and everything that happened in Miami, check out the Ringer NFL show for their game recap. And on the site, you can read Danny Heifetz on Andy Reid, Roger Sherman on Patrick Mahomes, and Robert Mays on Kyle Shanahan's Super Bowl Deja Vu. On the Ringer's YouTube channel, make sure to check out Slow News Day with Kevin Clark live from Miami with a bunch of special guests like Miles Teller and Glenn Powell. You can watch and subscribe at youtube.com slash the ringer. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. Rose Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. The king of sad stop. The Silver Lake heartthrob. It's Trey Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. It's a surreal WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goofaraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening. You're listening to this. You're listening to. You are listening to. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show. This is David Shoemaker here, joined live in the studio by the one and only Dan Soder. Good to be back. Do you have a nickname? No. If you were a wrestler, would you just be if they if you got the NXT contract today, would they just be like, just call me Dan Soder? Yeah, I'm, I'm rocking a Harley Race shirt, you and are. that's that's I believe I would follow that man's footsteps. It's the greatest Har- Harley Race. I've never I don't have any tattoos on my body. Yeah, but my one I had I had my one uh, the tattoos I almost got were I, w- I had this idea that I was going to pick like just icons of wrestling past and not get them, but get their tattoos. Great idea. But it ended up that they were all just like, it was just me getting a bunch of old Navy tattoos, but Harley race has some fucking iconic tattoos, like a peacock on his entire forearm, Yeah, which is just like the toughest guy in the world that a peacock tattooed on, like covering his arm. I have this old, I had this old joke that I did on Conan, but it's true where it's like tattoos used to mean you were tough as fuck. Yeah. Like if you got tattooed, it wasn't because you were like, in a certain lifestyle brand. It was yeah. like you fought overseas and watched men die and you were bored. So you put ink on your skin permanently. Yeah. But you got a hula girl. Yeah. Remember how many hula ladies were on bad motherfuckers arms? Oh yeah. You got, you endured pain, which is greater than the pain of tattoos. Now probably severe pain Yeah, to take your mind off the shit. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it was pain distraction. Your You're just like, fucking tattoo me up. I don't want to think about how I lost my friend Charles in a foxhole. Yes. Yeah, and it's like Harley Race had one of those classic, my dad was friends with this guy when I was a kid named Jerry, and he was like a, you know, kind of a suspect dude, yeah. big beard, slick back hair, uh-huh. uh, but those sparse, sparsely tattooed arms, oh, which means he saw scarier. some real shit, <laughs> and it's like Harley Race had those where you could just tell he's got a strong grip just from the tattoos on his body. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's for real. He's a, he's, God, he's so great. I watched a bunch of old NWA Harley race, uh, Mm -hmm. Ric Flair matches. Oh, so good. And it was like, there was the one where they had the $10,000 contract out. Uh And so everyone kept coming after, uh, Flair. God, yeah. It was great. And I was watching it and I was like, man, and their spots were just like, they just worked kind of stiff. Yeah. Just a lot of hard chops and a lot of, uh, heavy clotheslines. It's true. And there's just something so, I mean, you, you know, hindsight, 
is different. I mean, hindsight's twenty, not always twenty twenty, but yeah. you know, it's it's easy. It's a different perspective looking back. But like, there's just something so epic about the passing of the torch in the NWA, yeah. where it really is like these two guys are probably fifteen years apart in age. Yeah. Like it's really like as soon as Harley Race loses. Like, we're just moving on to a new generation of wrestlers. This is an True. epic moment in time, and they dragged that out for so long. You yeah. know, like, they really, like, like made you wait. Like, they made they, Harley Race almost go into the night kicking and screaming. Yeah. Storytelling-wise. But, I mean, listen, King Harley Race in the WWF was not the Harley Race in his prime, but it, but he's not the guy where you're, I mean, he's not one of those guys where you're like, well, I only remember him from his trashy old days sure like he was still a really good wrestler as the king he was sort of working a cartoony mid-card like gimmick or whatever and but he it, wasn't... W- it was funny because he had a he had a run with hogan in uh-huh. the mid 80s which is when i really oh yeah when i really remember wrestling like mm-hmm. that's when i first started re- remembering wrestling was hogan's uh run against harley king harley race yeah. and he was in the heenan family yeah or he fucked with heenan because he had he... a manager i forget which manager he had i thought it was heenan i could i'm i'm probably wrong but he What's what's great about YouTube it and had living? To be Heenan. Who else would it have been? I don't, I don't know. know. But in this generation, what's great is being able to go onto YouTube and then going and seeing Harley Race in his prime, and you're like, "Damn, this guy was fucking awesome!" Yeah, definitely. And then catching definitely him Heenan at the family. end was still it was what definitely Heenan. Yeah, but at the end, catching him, you see that you're right. He just stayed. He stayed good in the ring. He stayed fun to watch. Knew how to tell a story in the ring, and uh, but prime Harley Race was a badass. Prime Harley Race is a guy where I want to see someone run into the ring and him grab him, you know, like a civilian, just oh, a regular yeah. guy. When you see those clips on YouTube, like the one with Kevin Nash fucking the dude up. Hold on. I just Google. I was just Googling around to confirm this Bobby Heenan thing. And I can't. I completely forgot this. What? August 5th, 1986 in Poughkeepsie, New York. Harley Race had his coronation as king. Yeah. And in the ring, Bobby the Brain Heenan has a big scroll, but a little, but also in the ring are... Uh, Nikolai Volkov. Let me Slick. guess. Let me guess. Let me guess the Heenan family at the time. No, this wasn't just the Heenan family, but you. I mean, you can start. Let me guess. Heels. I want to say King Kong Bundy. He's not there. Damn it! I think this is just all the heels because I see oh, Bundy was like I see Volkov and the Iron Sheik. I see Slick Doctor of Style, uh, Classy Freddie Blassie, Moon Dog Spot. Um, it looks like that's uh, Jimmy Hart's arm and uh, Bret Hart over there. Oh, so the Hart Foundation was there. I don't know who this. Oh, I think maybe that's another Moon Dog in the background that I can't tell. But there is a little person. Uh, Harley Race is seated on a chair that seems way too low for a king. He's sort, yeah. of, he's sort of on like a like a like a step stool with a oh, back. look at that. Yeah. And there is a, uh, a a little person holding the crown on a pillow. Yeah, uh, he looks like an old man sitting up in a lazy boy. Yeah, he's like leaning forward a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like he's watching a football game in his lazy boy chair. Yeah, he looks like when you you've been you've you've done uh, you've done like talking head shows. It looks like when you sit down and they start filming you, and then they like keep moving you, like so you're in a really weird position, but yeah. your butt's still down, but yeah. you're like half out of the chair, yeah, yeah. leaning forward. forward, so like they can see your teeth just right. He's in a weird pose. I also liked when wrestling was bad guys were the heels were they just were heels, friends. and that would meant they were friends. Yeah, you know. And then the good guys would show up for each other and you'd be like, oh. Totally true. Yeah. That was just fun. That was like what 80s wrestling was across every company. It was like the heels were friends because they were bad. And the good guys were friends because that's just what good guys do. I know. And like, even as a kid, when you're like, I, I think I wrote in my book, but I, I said it forever that like the first, like the moment where I realized I was rooting for Mr. Perfect was like a transformative moment in my life where yeah. I couldn't, I, I thought he was cool before I ever thought a villain in a movie was cool or whatever. Yeah. I was just like, wait, what? 
And then, like, I, I, you know, I always kind of had a thing for Macho Man, even when he was bad. But he had also been a good guy, so like, I had that rationale in my head. But man, if you even watching the old Hulk Hogan cartoons where the bad guys are all riding around the weird like hot yeah. rod together, yeah, or whatever, yeah. like that would have been the crew to hang out with. I would much rather have had beers with those dudes if wrestling was real. Yeah, be a be a heel in the streets and a and a face in the sheets. <laughs> I don't know. Be a. I definitely think that. Um, when I when I look back at that, I remember when I started to find Bobby Heenan very funny, uh, like, and I was like a little kid, and I remember just being like, "Oh man, the brain is hilarious." When he split off into his own show on Monday night, when they had like the Heenan yeah. Hour or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, "This is confusing." It was like he won, but then he was just hilarious, so, so funny, and like the stuff. I just remember one specific joke. It was a superstars, or it might have been a Saturday Night Main Event on Mother's Day. And Gorilla Monsoon asks Bobby, he's like, how was your Mother's Day, brain? You know, and he's like, mm-hmm. it's good. She bought me a red Corvette. And he's like, no, you're supposed to buy her. And he goes, no, no, no. She gives me gifts on Mother's Day. <laughs> it was really funny. And I remember being a little kid and being like, that's really, really funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's yeah. Funny. So there is those moments where you start realizing you're cheering for Mr. Perfect and you cheer and you realize that you do want to see the snake on someone. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Speaking of uh, cheering for heels, watch this segue. Yeah. Wrestling is still happening. Yeah. Uh, it happens. It gets on multiple times a week, all the time. Um, uh, right now, everybody, uh, the, the top baby face in WWE is a guy who was a heel the last time I checked. His name is Drew McIntyre. Is he baby face? Has he? Well, that's it. I don't, I don't know. I'm, was that I mean, what the sexy Scott thing was I'll on you, Raw? I, I, yeah. But I mean, but also he's like, he did the bump. I don't know if you watched WWE's homemade, uh, like, like, uh, studio show interview no. show but they interviewed him like right after he won and he was just it was total shoot like it was total out of character but he was just like it's a thing they wouldn't necessarily let you know bray wyatt do sure right now um they had a video up on the network of him going through his the biggest moments in his career that's great and it, he's doing the baby face he's He's doing the media tour of a baby face. Well, they're softening him. Yeah. So Brock can stay, remain the heel yeah, at WrestleMania. Sure. Um, it makes you feel like maybe he's not a shoe in to win. Not well, that obviously Brock keeps has retained the title so many times when we thought he was going to lose. I but, would, but is but is in your head as a fan is Drew McIntyre. How does he compare to Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins in terms over the past couple of years in terms of like viable threat to Brock Lesnar? I think very. I think very viable. I think he. Uh, I think they're softening him right now to make him a babyface, but in the way of like it's King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, and they show King Kong care about the lady on the building, mm-hmm. and that's the only thing you're going to see. Yeah, and then you're just going to see Drew McIntyre go back to being. I think if he wins, he becomes like I am the top. Come get me. Mm-hmm. Not in Roman Reigns, like, I'm not a good guy, I'm not yeah, a bad guy, it. I'm the, the guy. It's like a guy, it's going to be like, McIntyre's going to talk shit. Yeah. And that's what I like about him. It's wild that he can talk shit so well, and they just didn't know it. Yeah, he's really, really good. And I think the Ziggler uh, best friends angle with him mm-hmm. really showed that off. Yeah. Really showed that off. Man, I want Ziggler to pop. I just really wish he would drop the whole HBK thing. Yeah, I think he just needs to be his own. I'd super kick needs to go. They can switch finishers. I mean, KO yeah, does yeah. the stunner now. Yeah, I mean Ziggler obviously has a lot of value to the company. He's so good at the, doing what he's doing. If he never does anything different, he's very valuable to the company. That said, 
how excited would you be if they were just like, um, we're sending him to NXT for minimum oh, eighteen God. months? You just like saying months. that to me? <laughs> I don't that like that just shook that like gave me an electricity shock. I would love to see Dolph Ziggler in NXT. I'm loving Finn's run in NXT oh, right he's now. Good. I'm absolutely loving it, and I kind of like that they're teasing that maybe Charlotte is about to do an NXT run. I think she is, which I think would be best for everybody. I, I think especially it's going to be best for AEW because now you're like, now you're finding out that dropping superstars down to NXT isn't going to kill their career. And if anything, it's going to make them back to what they do. I love the Prince angle with Finn. I love what he's doing, going after Gargano, getting, getting after anybody who gets in his way of getting his hands on Gargano uh -huh. for Portland NXT takeover. It's, I think it's, there's a lot of cool shit there. And I think if they dropped a Ziggler down, they tried doing it with uh, Breeze, right? Yeah, he's still around there sometimes. Still around they, sometimes. They, Breezango was wrestling there. And then, yeah. And, then he, I think, and I think it'll work Finn better. Finn got hurt again? Obviously, it works better with people like Finn, who's a really big name even uh -huh. at the main card. But I think Ziggler's a big enough name on the main card that you drop him down to NXT and it'd be cool as shit. Yeah. It'd be really cool as shit. That, well, have Finn him, also has the sort of indie cred or whatever. Like, you know, not out. he had the cred before WWE. And I, so I think in that sense, it's a natural fit, especially for these dudes who are like, you know, when you're wrestling with the Garganos and you know all that of the world, yeah. Chompas of the world, like it would be easy. It'd be an easy transition for Kevin Owens to go work there. Ziggler's I thought that bit, was going to happen after Survivor too. Series. Me too. And it turned out instead that Kevin Owens is like headlining Raw. Yeah. But the the distance is so narrow now between like you know being the top guy on Raw and being the top guy or being like a mid card guy on uh, on NXT. It's so I, weird. I think this is this might be a dumb theory, but I I think it's funny that it eventually like everything resets itself, mm -hmm. and so Vince went and like bought up everybody and was the only wrestling company. Mm -hmm. And obviously AEW is competing and doing some fun stuff. But it's funny to watch the WWE get so big that they almost get fractured in like this weird territory way. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, you've worked the Raw territory. Now go work the NXT territory. Mm -hmm. Then come back and work the SmackDown territory. And we'll keep moving you around. Yeah. I mean, I hope, I mean, I wish they would be that fractured. Just a yeah. matter of time. You know the thing we, we haven't even talked about on the show? It seems so crazy. It seems so long ago now. The WWE fired their two vice presidents last week. They did. You didn't see this? They fired Michelle Wilson and George Barrios, like on the same day for no for no known reason. Just to spice things up. And these are the people who are literally in line. Like, Vince died tragically. Yeah. We all as wrestling fans, like, don't worry, Triple H would take over or whatever. But, like, the people who are actually on, like, the, the, business side. the corporate chart who, were, who would take over for them, it's them. And they fired them both with no warning and no succession plan. Wow. So we're still, I guess, waiting to see what's, what the story is there. Taking There's over for a them? A lot of different theories. Billy Gunn and the Road Dog. Oh, you didn't know? That'd that would be, be so funny. Great. Who would be, of all, in, in kayfabe, in kayfabe, who would be the best people to take over? Like IRS, the IRS and, is your Yeah, CFO? Million Dollar Man. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. Million Dollar Man is greedy, though. Like, is he the best person to be running your company? I think you're. I what think about you're, creative side? Don't you want somebody like the. Um, I don't know. Who's it? Was there, was there never like a director or something? Yeah, there was. Johnny uh, Polo? Was well, you could take Goldust and uh, Marla. Yeah. yeah. Marlena. Gold, Marlena, yeah. Goldust. Well, he's working for somebody else, but Goldust and IRS would be, would be great. Yeah, just bring them in. But also, what's funny about that is even out of kayfabe, you're talking about a rotunda, you know, a Rhodes, and like you actually business wise, <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh well, they would be okay. Yeah, um, I I don't know if I'm in the minority here, but just bringing up IRS made me think of how bummed I am that I, this Bray. I don't like this Bray angle. You don't like the wait this specific one. Or you don't like the fiend. I don't like the fiend. 
Whoa, that's bold. I just do not like it. I don't like mystic. There's too much mysticism. There's too much yeah. like, um, you know, voodoo, hokey, pokey bullshit. I like Bray Wyatt so much. Yeah, I just, me too. I want him and Bo Dallas to be the rotunda, you know, just to be kind of like what we were talking about with Harley Race. Like, yeah. Just be you. Yeah. Be kind of like a biker badass. You and your brother kick the shit out of people and grab titles and kind of get some lackeys. Yeah. Like a Wyatt family, but more like a biker, like, not like a fucking Hills Have Eyes. You'll get killed for that on Twitter. Yeah? For saying I don't like the fiend? He's very popular. Listen, I think that if he, if this were, I mean, listen, if we're, if we're talking about the Rotunda Brothers is basically like the way that they book NXT UK and you're just sort of like, okay. Yeah, like that's who these dudes are, and yeah. we'll just try to make them. The storyline's kind of interesting. But it works with Dunn. Yeah, no, no, the NXT UK is great, but I mean, it, but it's just very basic. You know, I mean, like yeah. they, they don't. There's no gimmicks. The storylines are what matters. I mean, there's some gimmicks, obviously. Sure. Um, part one of the theories about why they fired. There's so many stupid theories about why they got fired. The two VPs, but but there's a lot of this. I know that the network is supposed to go to this tiered model this year, which is nuts. What? Yeah, where I think it's going to be, I don't know if it's like staying at nine ninety nine, but there's like a like a bonus, like if you can you can pay thirteen ninety nine and get even more shit that they don't already show you. But I don't really, you know, what's weird is you saying that didn't really jump out at me. No, I feel like if I still get the pay per views, if I can still walk, watch old pay per views, I'm staying at nine ninety nine. Yeah, and I think that it may. I mean, they may actually fuck with the pay per view schedule. I don't know. I haven't. I don't know. Oh, you're saying they're like might leave the big four yeah. to like the top premier one. Yeah, and you got to pay like, for them. You know. Fuck that. I was talking it over with somebody. I mean, they they. I don't know. I mean, I'm no businessman. You know, I don't have any any stock to speak of. Um, but they did. I, I think the real error that they made was going for this 9.99 like from the beginning of the network. If yeah. they had, if it had been the exact same deal, but you had to pay for the big four, like buy them within the app or something, it probably still would have worked at the same level. I think so. And at that point, if you're going to, I mean, if you're going to charge 9.99 a month, that low, cause it is cheap. Very cheap. Um, for all the things you get, it's, for all the things you get, it's relatively cheap. But, I but thought it, but to, to, I thought it was going to jump to fifteen within the first year. But to, but you're right. But to have it that low, you got to be hoping for a much bigger audience, potential yeah. audience for your paper. Right? I mean, you're charging less than you're sure. making for, than you're charging for your pay per views. So to get a bigger audience, you got to go to you got to reach out to lapsed fans, to former fans. But it's like, but they didn't run a single commercial on Monday Night Football. If they just run a commercial on Monday Night Football with like vintage rock and Stone Cold clips, and they were just like. Nine ninety nine a month. You can afford this shit and forget that you're paying it. Yeah, like that's the target audience is assholes like you and me. Who, if we hadn't watched wrestling in ten years, who are like, I can afford nine nine in a month. I yeah. don't care. I would love I'm to single. watch. I don't know, whatever. Like would whatever. Love to watch Survivor Series ninety three. Exactly. Relive it. The problem is now they haven't fa- they haven't found that bigger audience, and now nine ninety nine. Now the assholes who who could pay nine ninety nine a month and not care about it yeah. are suddenly paying for fifteen of these a month, and we're going through our checkbooks and we're like. Oh shit! I can get rid of these four. Yeah, you're like, and, oh, I watched The Mandalorian. I yeah. don't need to watch the rest of Disney Plus. Turns yeah. out there isn't a lot of stuff on there. Yeah, and now you and you log off, and I you mean, log you, off, and you're like, and the WWE Network is a thing where you're like, well, I could watch NXT now on the USA Network. Exactly. I can watch Raw and SmackDown, and I got AEW on TNT. So what am I doing? And I can like sign up from a fake from a new email account every WrestleMania season and yeah, get exactly. three free months or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they'll figure it out, but hopefully, no matter what, it would been it'd be really crazy if like a dispute about the pricing of the 
WWE Network got the two execs fired in the morning. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we'll find out for a while why they got let go. They're going to yeah. probably keep that pretty secretive. It's true. It's true. It's, uh, it's weird to do it, though, right in this time period, just because WrestleMania is so close. I mean, they're doing it. They're, they have an earnings call tomorrow, like a, a shareholders call or whatever. And you'd think that, like, it must be related to that. But this is a, it was a really, it turned out to be, if it was, it turned out to be a really dumb move because all, because all the, yeah. I mean, it just made it seem like you didn't know what you're doing on the corporate side. Which you're is how, fired. Anyway. You're fired too, we'll Michelle. Talk, we'll talk more when, when we know something because otherwise that's, it's weird. Um, anyway, uh, back to the lesson at hand. WrestleMania season's coming up. We got a super showdown coming between now and then. What were we just talking about? Oh, I know. Before we got to that, we were talking about NXT and stuff. Do you know that the news just came out today that that um, Timothy Thatcher and Killer Cross both reported to the uh, Performance Center? Do you know this? I saw that article on the way here. You know these guys. Uh, I know Killer Cross. I, I don't know. Tim Thatcher's a really good, really, I mean, I think I, I was trying to figure out what to recommend to a friend yesterday. It was over on YouTube. There's a video of him and Ciampa from not that long ago. Okay. Like, around the time that DIY was in the Dusty t- Tag Team Classic, it must have been. Because it was not that it was not that far, that long ago. And it's a kind of interesting match. It's worked in a very specific way. But that's Thatcher's thing. It's like he, spoiler alert, like, well, I think he won the match with a headbutt. Like, he won, you know, it's like, like he was get, like he's he's got a very Matt Bay, like, old school style. And part of the old school style is, like, Harley Race. Like, the shirt you're wearing. Yeah. It's just like... No man, his knuckles hurt bad. Yeah. Like yeah, everything he like he's gonna like almost. I mean, I guess you know there's some of that in, in with some wrestlers today. But like it'll be. It'll, it, but he was also in um, uh, uh, Ring Comp, the precursor to Imperium. Okay, so he was one of the. I think he was a founding member of Ring Comp. Okay, he's an American dude, but was like claiming German citizenship. I think for the purposes of that angle. Wow. Uh, but he's in with he's down with Walter and those dudes. So it'll be interesting to see if they just throw him in the UK, you know, side and, and see what put happens. what Killer Cross in the NXT main. Killer like Cross, a- man, I don't. I mean, Killer Cross could be like, okay, I'm gonna be, and you know, like when in in, in basketball, whenever you're like comparing a, a prospect to a player, you got to pick someone of the same race. It's sure. just like a it's like a rule of the world. Yeah, I'm gonna be like uh, baldest and compare him to other dudes or whatever. Yeah. But like. Like there is a big spectrum of possibilities of what Killer Cross could be because he could definitely be like I think a lot of people watch him because he's been working with literally like on a you know a smaller company but like a literally smaller wrestlers and stuff and they see like is he like Nathan Jones but good like yeah. whatever I mean you could look at him you're gonna I think when we see how big he actually is you're gonna be like is this guy maybe like Doug Basham if you remember okay. like the Bash- like yeah. I don't know how big but I think that the reality is like is that he's he's got the potential to be really, really good. He's really, really, yeah. really good. Do you think they bring him up main roster quick, or do you think they let him stay in NXT and develop for it's, a while? I, sometimes don't, they can I don't know what the path is anymore. I've talked to people at WWE about this. They don't know what the path is anymore. I mean, they do. but they, Well, but, I would almost say Velveteen would be spoiled going to the main roster. Spoiled? Oh, it, like, it would it hurt just, him. Yeah, it would hurt him, because I think but he's it's also like... like he's is, great. If you're gonna... Ciampa's I mean, great Obviously, Obviously, you can get... It's not getting called up, quote unquote, anymore. Yeah. But you can get moved from show to show. Like they'll figure out the mechanics for that. But the question is, is there ever going to be a time where they just take five people off NXT and put them on other shows? Because that seems like 
that's that's not the deal that we've signed up for with the brands now. Well, what it used to be was Royal Rumble. You would see two guys from NXT show up, and then that that meant they were in the main roster. Oh, right. That's what how it worked with everybody. Like you would hit that you know eleven spot, and like AJ would come out, uh-huh. or someone would come. I remember when uh, Ty. Dillinger, Ty yeah. Dillinger came out. And you're like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Well, now he's on the main roster, and then he's, yeah, yeah. I think now he's the chairman, dude. I, th- I think it's cool, man. I mean, I think the, I think the possibilities are endless, but I think what practically what we're gonna get is a lot more Rhea Ripley type stuff, where you yeah. find storyline reasons to call somebody out. You're gonna see probably a lot of like hottest free agent in wrestling. Like, I w- it wouldn't surprise me if Killer Cross worked three months in NXT under a sort of free agent style gimmick. Sure, where afterwards he's just like, I quit and I'm going to SmackDown. Yeah. Um, but I think that practically there might be a, more situations where if you sign Samoa Joe or AJ, or he did with AJ Styles, but if you sign Finn Balor or Samoa Joe, where you're just like, we're not going to waste time in NXT. We're just yeah. going to put them on raw. Yeah. Um, you know, they train in NXT, they get used to the ring. They don't have to do that on TV, you know, on, on the, sure. on the Wednesday night show. So but we'll see. I have no idea. Uh, all that is to say. It'll be interesting to see what they do with the Killer Cross gimmick because yeah. it could because it could definitely get a little spooky if they wanted it to, and they but it could also be more of just like a brawler. You know, he could be yeah. more of a straight up dude. Um, his uh, girlfriend, fiance, wife I don't even know is under WWE contract down there too, so that'll probably have some bearing on it. Um, I mean, I think Thatcher's real gold, man. I think I think both of these guys could be really, really big, and it's cool to be at a moment where, um. We got, I mean, my guy Keith Lee is just like the best popping off. That and whole got, that whole spot at Royal Rumble was my favorite part of the entire so match good. when all the big guys were in there. Mm-hmm. And what's weird is like I know Vince takes a lot of shit because all he likes is big monsters. Yeah, and that's kind of you know wrestling's kind of gravitated away from that more of a agile high flyer. Sure, but watching Brock, Keith Lee, Braun, and was it Drew McIntyre? Uh huh. All in the ring work, just do these hard, big shots. You were like, this is great. Yeah. I love Keith Lee. Yeah. So I mean, Survivor Series was his coming out party. It was. It was. I mean, and he's 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 really good. I mean, I, I know I get, I, you, you can take both sides of it. But if you go to a live show in any arena around, there's nothing like seeing the big show come out, even from like 100 rows away. Bro. It's crazy. Yeah. And you find yourself even like caring more about like, like I'm much more interested in like Seamus in a live show than on TV. Yeah, because you're just like that fucking dude is huge. Do you think that run? I mean, him coming back into his own as a as a as a solo, no Cesaro. Yeah, Seamus again. I feel like he needed to change it up and kind of go with a different angle. Like same guy, different kind of attitude. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, like I I think get rid of the hair. Maybe it's go down. They went back to the silly old hair, but whatever. Yeah, but like you go, like buzz the hair and keep the beard and just be like Drew McIntyre did it. Drew McIntyre is a shining example of what it is to have a gimmick that gets stale, doesn't work, you get fired, and you come back and you're like, okay, cool. More of actually, it's a little more Drew McIntyre mixed with a little more badass, like, fuck this, I'm gonna beat everybody up attitude. I think uh, my only hangout with Drew McIntyre, and really, this is so minor, is that. He looks like he's like his he is like black hair dye on his face and his beard all the time. Yeah. He looks like a guy that's playing a pirate in yeah. a in like an old TV show. Um, but I love him to death and I agree with you. Uh, uh yeah. But what I was gonna say, and I agree about Seamus, is that it's cool to be at a moment where we have a bunch of people coming up that could conceivably be 
you know, huge stars. Yes. Uh, and that counts for like Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. Adam Cole. Adam Cole, for sure. There's lots of dudes. Uh, it depends if you want to. I mean, Matt Riddle, obviously, a lot of people are like just think over the moon about. I mean, shoes on. That guy's going to be unstoppable. Give him shoes, man. Pun- a couple, two, uh, just a pair of comfortable shoes and let him run around. Because then I think you're going to be able to see some really cool spots out of Riddle. Because I think doing that barefoot shit has to get old. Unless you're just a stone cold badass like Haku. And you can just walk around barefoot. Like it know? doesn't matter what the floor feels like. Yeah. Like I think I liked Rusev better when he was like long haired, taped ankles, no shoes. Super kicking people with those bare feet, you yeah. know? And then he put the boots on it. I'm not saying there's a correlation, but it is a little weird that when he put on the boots, his heat dropped. So on Raw on Monday, we had um, Lana worked an angle, Bobby Lashley worked an angle, no connection between the two. Was Rusev weird. was nowhere to be found. So what is, do you think that whole thing's dead? Because I was like, what are they, I thought Lana was going to show up and help Bobby Lashley in the triple mm-hmm. threat match against Seth and Ricochet. This is what I'm interested in. These two things tie together right here, because I think we can all agree that Paul Heyman is like averaging out at an A as a showrunner on Raw. For sure. It's a fun show. And I think the biggest problem, even counting Bobby Lashley, Lana, and Rusev, like the biggest knocks you would say on an average episode of Raw are more to do with like the fact that they have to fill up three hours. Yeah. You know? If it was two like SmackDown, I think it'd be a lot better. Yeah. They got to fill stuff out. And listen, all things equal, that storyline was silly, but I think it's like we're still trying to figure out the terrain of like how much we're supposed to care about this shit. You know? And... I think that to a certain extent, we all sort of got, we all sort of forgot who Paul Heyman was because he worked some silly relationship gimmicks in ECW too. I mean, a like, ton. So, like, it, I think that we just sort of invited him in. We just assumed that Paul Heyman is watching, like, you know, New Japan and Young Bucks tapes and stuff on the weekend. It's like maybe he just like has a cool, a, a different, but like good idea of what pro wrestling should be. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Cause we kind of want, we think it's all secular. We think it's all like just connected and yeah. it's all in the same thing, but it's not. Heyman might have no idea what they're doing at AEW. I think Vince and some of his guys do. I don't know about Vince. I think Heyman probably has a better idea. But anyway, the, he, he's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. Uh, one of the interesting things about the job that he's doing is that you see that a lot of the people that he likes, you know, or he likes the right wrestlers, at yes. least the right the, to to us. And there was the rumor coming out of the Rumble that it was between Drew and Aleister Black, both dudes who he like. He was basically picking who he was going to push as Lesnar's opponent. And whether or not it was purely his decision, I'm guessing that the guy who runs Raw, the guy that has Vince's ears for who's had Vince's ear for a decade, but who has Vince's ear enough to let him. Let Vince pick him to run Raw. Mm-hmm. And also the guy who basically is making decisions for Brock Lesnar, who is the most powerful, might be the most powerful voice in the company, not Name McMahon. I'm guessing that Paul that Paul Heyman just gets to pick who is the main eventing WrestleMania. You to, think? On, on a practical level. Just because he can talk to Brock he, about it. Brock's going to be the main event. And then he can talk to Vince about it separately. And then, yeah. and then Vince and Brock get in a room together and they both happen to have the same idea, you know, yeah. or whatever. And it like, all looks... All looks like it's a perfect idea. And I wonder if this has been going on for a while because, I mean, I know it's been going on for a while. Brock's been picking his opponents dating back to, I mean, for two years. Like every time, when Brock has his one-off match against Daniel Bryan, against Finn Balor, whoever, like that's Brock making those choices for the most part. I think what I like about Heyman is, you're right, he's putting 
things back into wrestling. I think he saved Seth Rollins. I think the crowds turned on Seth Rollins, and I think Heyman was smart enough to put Rollins with AOP yep. and Buddy Ryan. And, love those guys. And honestly, love it. I loved the 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 KO AOP versus uh, Warrior Vikings Raiders. Uh-huh. That was just a great match. It was. It was just a fun match. Uh, Rollins is a unbelievable heel as far so as being good. the leader of a of a of a stable mm-hmm. he's an unbelievable heel he was when he was in when the shield showed up and i think he getting back to that is awesome for seth and i really like that he's like half of the tag team champ so he walks around with that swagger of a belt but then he's fucking shit up for everyone i like it i like it a lot i do too uh so, you know, putting Ricochet in the spot against Lesnar was a great idea, too, right? I mean, this is gonna, that's a fun one-off match for Saudi Arabia. But it's clear that Ricochet's not going to win. And you needed someone to have a fun match where you know... They're not going to win. They're not going to win. Because you need to get Lesnar-McIntyre at WrestleMania. Ricochet's a guy where you're like... I'm glad he's getting that opportunity. And this is gonna, he's going to do some fun shit. Fuck even yes, if he you, is. I mean, even if even though you know he's not going to win, it's like a Finn Lesnar match. You're like, do they do it Better that than way? A Finn Lesnar match because because Ricochet is, can legitimately do five, pull five things off in the match where you're just like, that's the price of admission. Yeah, that's worth it. Yeah, yeah. And Lesnar's a big guy and can catch him in a way where you're like, man, I bet he can do some high flying fun shit. Oh hell yeah! From the ring out to the apron, even out into the aisle. I think there's just going to be a lot of cool stuff. That'll be that'll really be fun. I'm yeah. sure that I mean what that what is that show in two weeks? What do we decide? Yeah, uh, I think it's before Elimination Chamber. February twenty seventh. Then Elimination Chamber is Will uh, Elimination Chamber decide who takes on the fiend at WrestleMania? Uh presumably, yeah, yeah, right. That's, right? What, that's they what they usually always, do. They always are like, this fills the other belt. Match. So Roman Reigns is winning the Elimination Chamber, is what you're saying. <sighs> I don't mind that. That'll be fun. If he just wins clean, that'll be ridiculous. But Roman Reigns, I mean. But yeah. we'll see. I would, I don't know, man. I just sometimes wish that they would shake it up. I wish somebody, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now. I'm really disappointed that no wrestling fan has edited the Elimination Chamber Wikipedia page to say that Roman Reigns is is competing in and winning the Elimination Chamber. <laughs> it's really disappointing. Get Guys, on it. Get on it, wrestling come fans. Come on. Um, so Super Showdown, all we really know so far is that is that Brock and Ricochet are fighting in the New Day and John Morrison are taking on John Morrison and The Miz. Are you happy to see John Morrison back? Yes. I think it's also really good for The Miz. Yeah. I think like the Miz Tourage flamed out. Then he did the, the baby face run of The Miz. But uh-huh. I like bringing Morrison back, bringing back together that tag team and, mm-hmm. and making Miz back to what he is, what he's the best at, which is being a heel. Yeah. he's. I think he was top heel in the company for a long time. Didn't get enough credit. And I think he's a guy like Seth just an incredible heel. But he's also good at playing off people. He's an actor. You know, he's like, he goes, he's, he's, he's good at, he was great. He was at his best with Maurice, at least over, you know, longest runs of time, but that's good. But it wasn't just because it's his wife. He had, he had a partner Yeah, and that's, and with Morrison, that's how he like learned, you know, he was learning the ropes back then. Yeah. And with the Miztourage, he was really funny with Mizdow. I mean, Damien Sandow, he was amazing. He needs, he's better off when he's, when he gets to interact with somebody on a regular basis. He's funny. Yeah. He's funny and it's fun to watch Miz work like that where he does have someone to kind of echo or uh, say something that he can react off of. So yeah, I like Miz and Morrison. I am I going to watch Showdown? No. I the the Saudi Arabia things are just weird because they're on at a weird time. They're kind of cool, but they're not cool enough. Mm-mm. Like the Jericho cruise thing was cooler than Saudi Arabia. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? That was cool. That was cool to watch Omega and Paige win the title belts on a boat. Yeah, that's no, true. That was fun. I wish they did more ven- more different types of venues in general. I mean, there's so many different cool things they could do. Yeah. Um, who was I talking to? I think I was on this. Sh- I think it was on the air. I think it was on the podcast a couple weeks ago, but I was talking about somebody was saying we should do a they should have like wrestling Bonnaroo or wrestling Woodstock or whatever. WWE just like freaking just like buys a just rents out a campground field and invites in, you know, a hundred thousand wrestling fans to make the pilgrimage. Just to do like and then there's like matches during the day for like two oh five. Yeah. There's NXT matches. Yeah. There's like the SmackDown stage. Uh-huh. There's the Raw stage. Exactly. That'd be fucking badass. Wouldn't that be great? That would be great. Have some like like football, like like high school football risers set up so you can like watch whatever ring you're next to. This is purely fantasy booking, but I really wish there were, and I know obviously that it wouldn't happen because of business dealings and stuff, but I just wish they would do a thing where they would like invite some AEW stars to come on, you know, like Jericho and just do a, a brief crowd just for wrestling. I know that won't happen. I know that's stupid in the way of thinking that, but. I just always want to see that because I, I, the Scott Hall, Kevin Nash invasion was so good. Obviously, they were signed with WCW. Yeah. But just if that, you know, if Vince wasn't so, I wonder if Triple H ran the company, if he wouldn't be like, that'd be fun, you know, to have, like, have Adam Page come and, and you know, interfere with an NXT match. Yeah. And then kind of have this, like, a real collision of worlds, like where you're like a pay-per-view where it's AEW stars versus WWE stars. Oh, just yeah. a one-off yeah. just for wrestling fans. Cause I think what that does is so great. it, it gives wrestling fans a whole, like, man, you really care about us. It's like taking us out for ice cream. Mm-hmm. They're like, Hey, here's a little sweet treat oh, that you're only going to get so this, this once. And maybe we'll do it in three years again. But you know what I mean? Just to have like the inner circle show up and fuck with whoever. Yeah. If you just saw the inner circle come, because, you know, Jericho, there's a bunch of old WWE guys to just come in and fuck with them. You'd be like, ah, if they had the AEW oh my God, belt. It would be so good. Moxley coming in and fucking a Moxley-Roman match. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, he's Moxley. He's not Dean Ambrose. There's not the, you don't hear that music. It's like Moxley coming down the stairs and interfering in a Roman match. Oh, it'd be so great. That's what I mean. I think that we're in this weird age where why can't that happen? I know it's because of businesses and and... and you know, no. profit shares and they got competing television shows. But I think it's also like, I mean, every time Vince, somebody, every time two companies want to make that happen, they figure out a way to make it. It's just like Sony and Marvel, like they've, or Disney, they figure yeah. out how to do Spider-Man. Yeah. They pretended they couldn't figure, they couldn't make it work and they just made it work. They just made it work. And I feel obviously like Vince is the thing that's stopping it because he's got that thing where he's like, I'm going to dominate everyone else out of business. Mm-hmm. But I think Triple H is a guy that's got the mindset of a wrestling fan. Oh, for sure. Where he would be like, let's get some Ring of Honor guys. Let's get some New Japan guys. Mm-hmm. Let's get some AEW guys. Let's get some WWE guys. Let's do a fucking weird tournament mm-hmm. where it's like for money. You know, it's like, here's a suitcase of money and you start making it a thing again. I know there's someone on listening to this that's like, that would be the shit. But that's that's like the that's like what you do when you play WWE 2K20. You're like, oh, let me download Pentagon Jr., and Ray Phoenix, so they can come in and take on the New Day. I'm all about it, man. Yeah. I'm all about it. Yeah, but it just won't happen. But that's like, that's pure fantasy booking. But fuck, that would be awesome. A tournament with like four different companies. If you saw like, you know, Jay yeah, White, I mean, Jay White oh, coming God, in. That'd and, be so great. And just fucking fucking up, you know, 
like him, Omega, and and I don't know McIntyre in like a a three a triple threat match. Yeah, just be the shit. I'm down. I'm a stoner who uh, dreams. I'm just a stoner who dreams. Uh, oh, Goldberg is on the Saudi Arabia show too. Yeah, he's coming back to SmackDown this week. Who's he gonna wrestle? I don't know, but I'm done with it. Yeah. I hope it's Riddle. I just want them to do that. Do it. Stop. We're, everything's getting leaked now. Everything gets leaked. Mm-hmm. Use it. If they did a Riddle Goldberg angle, I would genuinely be excited to watch Goldberg wrestle. Yeah, which I can't believe I just said. Yeah, it's true. If they were like, "Oh, we're gonna do," if like Goldberg came to NXT and fucked with Riddle, because you know it's real and you know there's heat. Well, I guess is the the flip side of that is that if you, and this sounds like a lesson that you learn from like raising kids, but like if you if that if you put that if you make that happen, then suddenly do you have everybody in NXT just like tweeting at legends just no. to try to get over i think it's got to be real i think you got to work from a place of like authenticity where yeah. it's like oh man this actually did happen because then riddle caught heat with lesnar didn't he yeah so it's like he did why not have a lesnar you know um speaking of heat i don't know if this counts as heat or not but uh um andrade yeah seeing on this almost uh got the got uh suspended for uh wellness policy violation yeah Suggest, I mean, suggested replaced this week by uh, by um, Angel Garza. Yeah, uh, are, were you surprised? No, I liked the Garza angle. Were you surprised that that uh, that um, we still have wellness policy suspensions in twenty twenty? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, are you like Matt? Do you, do you have a reaction to that? Are you like, God damn you, Andrade? You're no, my guy. I'm like, God damn you, WWE. What are you doing? We all know you guys take roids. Let them. Remember yeah. how great Alberto Del Rio looked when he came back juiced out of his mind? Oh, yeah. He, he like, showed back up, and you're like, what a badass. Like, if he, man, if you could go, I was talking to my, to my son the other day about, it, about what you, if you'd rather have a, um, a time machine or to be able to teleport. Ooh. It's a, or be able to travel in time. You don't have a machine. Time travel or teleport, but only teleport in the present moment, obviously. Uh, do you, and you get it forever? It doesn't wear off? Sure. Honestly, I think I do teleport. Stay in the present. Yeah, you could do a lot of stuff. Get a lot of stuff done. But, but the, you know, the old man part of me is always, when I think of time travel, it'd be cool to go see dinosaurs and shit. But it'd also be like, dude, imagine if I could just go back far enough to get like a bunch of Lower East Side real estate for cheap, <sighs> you know? <laughs> Buy up Dumbo? Yeah, exactly. It'd be so easy. But then the question becomes the effect. So you buy up. Oh, does somebody else do it? Right. And then the the person that comes and developed that and made it rich doesn't buy that up. Sure. So then that never happens. So So now you're just sitting on a bunch of land that's worth shit. What if the guy who bought, what if if the guy who would have bought those buildings that I bought turned out to be like the world's greatest villain because he didn't get the buildings? That would be exactly. Um, So you don't know, but teleport, that's pretty awesome. It's true. It's true. Why was I just talking about this? Because we were talking about Andrade. Oh yeah, uh, performance enhancing. If you could go back in time, one of like a, a low key thing that could like change the world is steroids. Like if you like, if if someone that looked like Andrade, I mean that looked like uh, um, Del Rio. Oh yeah. When Del Rio made his comeback. Yeah. If if he in that present form t- time traveled to uh, like 1986, he would be one of the most famous movie stars in America. He would be Arnold. Would be like, I'm fucked. I can't yeah. work. I think about that like you take steroids back. The United States doesn't have any states west of the Mississippi. If you give Native American steroids and they're just fucking jacked, 
This is like the greatest problematic riff yeah. of all time. But yeah. yeah, I'm serious. You take steroids back and it's like, imagine if we gave the colonists, you know, steroids versus the British. They're just like, they're all so large and fast and strong. They heal so quick. Yeah. I mean, dude, base, think about baseball teams bringing steroids to the 70s. Oh, yeah. Given like the pirates or like football. Remember Lyle Alzado? He was like the first guy and he was dominating with steroids. Oh, yeah. You go give like the Kansas City Chiefs and Super Bowl one steroids mm-hmm. and you're like, well, I'm betting on the Chiefs. Oh, for sure. It's definitely. Yeah. You just think about all the things you could have changed with steroids. And definitely if on if Alberto Del Rio went back in time on steroids to the mid 80s and he was still a wrestler, there'd be no Hulk Hogan. Or maybe there would have been. And Hogan would have just had, you know, a rival that would have gone his whole career. It would have been more bird versus magic as opposed to Jordan. Yeah. So what we're saying is steroids are good. Yeah. And they're good for wrestling. I agree. Just come, like come monitor back soon, it. Andrade. Monitor it. Yeah. With the with the supervision of a professional. Yeah. Just like, guys, you could take this much HGH and that's enough. And mm-hmm. you'll get nice and vascular. And then, you know. Vascular. Yeah. Vascular. You know Vince loves that vascular. Um, you excited to see Edge back? Eh. I'm excited to see Orton Edge. You are. I like the way they book that. Who's better? This is a Orton. weird conversation. Like, just, just overall, Orton's Orton. better than Edge. I think Orton's, I mean, like, he's a guy where I want to see him take on young dudes now. And Edge was a guy where I was like, liked him when he was with Christian. Liked him when they did the podcast after he retired. You didn't but, like Edge Cena, the, uh, the no, long-term rivalry? I didn't like... I That's when I wasn't really watching wrestling oh, was when okay. Edge was on top. I, I, I checked out of wrestling for a couple of years because they didn't have a DVR and it didn't have cable. And I think I kind of missed the whole Edge era. I just wasn't... Listen, I loved seeing him show up at the Rumble. thought that was cool. Um, but I wasn't like, oh, yeah, here we go. My guy is back. I was just like, nah. All right, cool. That's fun. Um, well, I disagree. I think Edge is the greatest wrestler of all time. Do you really? No, no, but I really like him. Yeah. Um, but you were, so when he showed up at the Rumble, you were like, Well, I yes. knew, yeah, I had an idea it was coming back, so I wasn't like, like, oh my God. But yeah, I'm very excited to see him back. He's, a, he's fun. He's going to be, it's, it's going to be a good time. We talked about Ro- Drew McIntyre at, at the beginning of the show, but like you, has he like earned his way into your like top five just because he's fa- fighting Roman Reigns or does he... Like, will it be weird if he's our champion? No. I think it's actually good. I think it's good. to. It was like the way that we needed Kofi to be champion for a while. Uh-huh. Kind of clear the air. And then Brock just came back and bullied it back. Because you, you need a bully on the top. Mm-hmm. And I think Drew McIntyre is a guy where he can he can win the belt and do things um, story-wise, story-wise li- that, that Brock won't. First off, we'll have a champ that will be wrestling more. Mm-hmm. We'll have a champ that will be on more pay-per-views. And I think McIntyre is really good at being a a big asshole. And I think, uh, that'll be great for WWE. I think they need to eliminate one of the belts. I think they need to get rid of what I think they need to get rid of the universal. Oh, and just have a, like a a super champion that's on both shows. Yeah. Bring back the big gold, have them fight at a pay-per-view, maybe clash of the champions, premiere a new big gold belt, Mm. and then just have an actual heavyweight champion. Just a, a King Poobah. They need to do that. All right. It was like when Jericho won it. Well, Remember then, how cool well, that then, was? Yeah. I mean, that's practically, it's going to be a fucking nightmare. But yeah, but sure. It's a great idea. It's a great idea. Just like my fucking multiple company tournament. 
But again, it's like fan fantasy booking. Wait, Walmart. I'm sorry, I'm changing the subject yeah. entirely. Walmart has a WWE Masters of the Universe collection of toys. Yeah, yeah. You haven't seen them? No. It's like Cena, Triple H. Who else is it? Um, uh, Sting. Warrior, Sting, and um, Undertaker. Finn is in here too. Yeah, Finn, and they all have like they have the He-Man bodies. With, like, He-Man-specific weapons. I loved He-Man so much. Yeah, they, they're doing that now. They're putting a lot of guys on. If you go to, like, comic book stores, they're making a lot of He-Man action figures of other worlds. Oh, they're man. just taking that action figure design and, and putting uh, different people on it. W- WWE, Re- Wrestling and He-Man. You put those two things together, and I am just out of my mind well those are my two favorite what? things as a kid series one was i'm sure they're doing a. are they doing a series two look that I'm up sure you want to get you want to geek me up who's tell me who's in series two <laughs> series one i already know about it's triple h warriors uh triple h warrior cena sting uh finn undertaker yeah i don't know i don't see undertaker all these are sold out this is wild yeah see if they're doing a second series because then you're about to get me fucking cheerleading. Oh my god! Um, we've talked for almost an hour. What do we, we've left? We must have left out everything that we could have possibly talked about. Yeah. What do we forget? We forgot a lot of stuff. We forgot uh, what's going on. AEW. AEW. Uh, Inner Circle. I like the Moxley uh, Jericho match coming up yeah. for the title. I like that they keep you know like messing with them. I love the Inner Circle. I think. Uh, I think it'll be fun to see what happens with Paige and the Elite. I think they're starting to do a thing now where Adam Page is becoming ornery. Oh, like yeah. Angry with the Elite, and he like drinks oh, his beer yeah. and he leaves. He's becoming like a cowboy, which is what they need to do with him. He needs to be less babyface Adam Page, and he needs to be more country kick-ass Stone mm-hmm. Cold when Stone Cold first showed up. Yeah, Luke Harper's going to be over there soon, it looks like. Yeah, is he? Yeah. Well, his contract's up in April. Yeah, they think he's going to be like two weeks later. He'll be there. Yeah, so that's exciting, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very excited for that. I love Luke Harper. He's, he is. I'm so, I'm very excited to see what he does. Yeah, I think he's a lot of fun. Um, Smack, did anything, is anything happening on SmackDown that we need to that's talk about? That's the, we talked about Goldberg coming. Back. Oh, yeah. But he, um, who, you know, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Indeed. Who gives a fat shit about So, uh, to bring this around full circle, any last thoughts on uh, King Harley Race? Love him. One of my favorites of all time. Would wish, I hope more superstars do that. I hope, I wish they go, you know, you said it best, NXT UK kind of does that. I would like to see that more on the main roster. It's too bright. Darken it up a little. I agree. make Make it a little darker. Make it a little more murkier. Make like, you know. Everything's clean, clean and crisp in 4K. I know. It's 4K. 4K is the worst. But it's, it's like horror movies. It's supposed to be a little... Wrestling's supposed to be like a little grainy. A little like... But see, that's what The Fiend is, and you hate The Fiend. The Fiend just is... It's a guy that can't be beat up. You just don't like his invulnerability. It's stupid. Yeah, I agree with that. There's no... It's like Lesnar is the closest you can get to that and not have it ruined. Mm-hmm. He's just a badass, a big badass. Yeah. I don't like monsters in the night. They did it the best with The Undertaker. They did it all right with Kane. Yeah. You know, they've done it a couple times, but it's like, you're not going to outdo The Undertaker, and that's the best you can do with any kind of mysticism. What was the best Undertaker? First one. 
out of nowhere on the million dollar team, then can't be beat, beats Hogan, walks right through Hogan. Mm-hmm. Hogan beats him to get the belt back, but then it's like the Undertaker just doesn't stop. That whole that Undertaker just showing up and being the dead man was awesome. I really like Ministry of Darkness. And in retrospect, it looks a little bit lame, only in the same way that like all the music, all the bands that we liked back then seem True. lame in retrospect. I'm not even talking about like like, you know, the rap rock stuff. Like even just like if you look at anybody with a gimmick and including musicians, looks terrible ten years afterwards, yeah. you know. Um Damn, like this is a different era, but My Chemical Romance is reuniting. Apparently, been like sure. I was too old for them when they were out, but I know how meaningful they were to a whole generation of like music Sad fans. teenagers. Yeah, but like you look back at those videos, and that's recent past, and you're just like, oof, trying a little bit hard, guys. Yeah, like, even like Blink One Eighty Two and that whole oh surfer party vibe, and you're like, put some clothes on, hippie. Yeah. Um, the the moral of the story is, uh, the. Mystery of Darkness Undertaker looks a little bit over the top and silly back then, but I liked him. I liked the crew that he had with him. He didn't need a team, but he like they. But storyline wise, they were able to make use of it because a lot of guys that could lose matches and whatever else. Yeah. And I do like but, Bray doing the dual personalities. Yeah, I well, think that's that's, that's what I was gonna say. Is that what worked for me at Ministry of Darkness is that it made all the mysticism and spookiness sort of like real, right? It was like, now nah, this is just a dude with who's like leading a cult. Yeah, you know, he's yes. just like Gangrel was more of like. Even when you saw that, like the when Christian and Edge first yeah. showed up and you saw Gangrel, you're like, they're not really vampires, but you can kind of buy it as like, maybe they're sat- satanic or yeah. maybe they're like, and that was kind of cool. And listen, let them think you're vampires. Get yourself an Edge, you that, know, in the ring. That Hell in the Cell, though, with uh, Seth and The Fiend ruined it for me. Yeah, that was rough. I didn't recover from that. That was rough. The character couldn't recover from that for me. The red lighting, everything about it, I was like, nah, man. Because then once he has the belt, who's going to take it away from him? The Daniel Bryant strap match, great. I like that. Didn't it? How much so, better would it have been if it was just Bray Rotunda, who's a fucking badass biker, in a in a strap match with Daniel Bar Bryant? Bray Rotunda, the badass biker, sounds like a folk rock song from yeah. the seventies. Yeah, something. definitely. It's a Crosby, Stills, and Nash <laughs> song. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna we we gotta go. I'm gonna go directly to my desk and start writing Bray Rotunda, the badass biker fanfic. Yeah. Let's um, do it. I think it'll it'll get it'll it'll work. Thanks for doing this, man. We'll do it again soon. Yeah, wrestling. uh, thank, wrestling's fun. Thank you guys uh, for listening, Steve Allman. Thank you for uh, recording this. Apologies as always to John Moxley. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. Tony Schiavone here on the Mass Man Show. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mass Man Show. 